Hey, bitches. Hello. Welcome to Hot oh. for Justice. This is Jessica. And this is Jamie. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I don't know. I've just felt it, so I went ahead and did it. Honestly, I'm here for it, and you know what? You do you, boo. I am sleep deprived, and you know what? I'm just feeling a little silly, so gonna rock with it. Lean with I'm it. Into it. Rock I'm into it. Copyright infringement not intended. No, I think it's like 15 seconds before that happens, so uh, you're good. Oh, really? Yeah, so keep going. Okay. <laughs> so we could actually play, um, so every time we start to record, um, <laughs> I sing Tell Me When to Go, because I have to, we obviously, like, we start recording at the same time, and we're doing this remotely, so we could just sing Tell Me When to Go, Tell Me When to Go. Um, the, and then I play that um, usually. No. Okay. Anyways. Yep, it's it's really special. It's our it's favorite our thing. thing to do every week. It's our thing. Yeah. And I g- giggle like a little child every time. <laughs> every time. Um, it hits me just right in that giggle dick. In the giggle dick, yes. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? It It's really just become a tradition. It has. I, I think it, it will <clears throat> live on for a long time. And if it doesn't, well then, Shit. we fucked up. Shit. Oh, so do you want to tell everybody your exciting news about the donation that you made today? I yes, I would love to. <laughs> so um, I finally got around to this week compiling all of our ad revenue for the month and making a donation. In, uh, sorry, my phone just was like about to fall over here and I couldn't see your face. Um, <laughs> we made a donation to the ACLU Whoop. of four hundred and fifty dollars. So thank you all for listening. Because um, without you guys, we don't have these lovely sponsors. Yeah. So make donations like this also this Um, month was like the highest month of ad revenue i just want to preface that we do not make that much money every month that is literally the first time ever we have made that much money so yes we are very excited to have a very successful month and be able to you know support an important cause yeah and you know just pay it forward yeah um yeah, so again, without you guys, we wouldn't have this opportunity to do that. So thank you. Um, Truth. Keep sharing. Keep telling friends. Um, all of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, fam. Um, so that being said, <clears throat> let me uh, introduce to you today my topic. So I was covering the Atlanta child murders. I'm going to take a break in that because I heard of a case that is actually super recent and it's in the Sacramento area. So I've decided to, Oh shit! I'm going to take a break and I'm going to um, pause the Atlanta child murders because I want to do like more in-depth research on that. There's a lot there obviously, and I need more time. So today I'm going to cover the case of Taylor Blackwell um, she was found dead in, in in a hotel in Sacramento in February so um, the Sacramento Police Department has not really told Taylor's mom like what happened since Taylor died four months ago which almost five months ago now um, what the fuck her mother chiffon, Buckner um, was quoted uh, in a Sackby article by Rosalio Hamu. Um, I don't know. I'm going to butcher it, but I will link it to give this person credit. Um, you gave it the good old college try. try. That's all it counts. So her mom, you know, obviously she said, All I want is the truth. She just wants to know what happened to her baby girl. Um, they had a news conference 
yesterday um, in the parking lot of the Sacramento hotel where her daughter was found dead in a room. The police department has not released how she died. They what? basically said to her that we will figure out how she died when we do the autopsy. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. So Taylor was a... Um, intelligent and compassionate Sierra College student with a bright future ahead of her. Um, she is black, so this is part of the problem. There's no information about this. Like, I literally did not, this has not been in the news no. until recently, and that's part of why her family is upset. They're like, nobody knows that she even died. We have not gotten any information, and it wasn't until there was a an ABC um an ABC representative reached out to the Sacramento Police Department for more information that they, like, called her mom to talk to her and give her a brief about it. That's fucking insanity. Yeah. So, this... Like, can they do that? <laughs> Is that allowed? Well, and you'll see how, how it happened as well. Um, and I think, like... This is part of the reason why, you know, people are protesting and people are calling attention mm -hmm. to, like, just more transparency on these issues because it gets swept under yeah. the rug. And if she were a blonde, pretty, white girl, college girl from Sacramento, she would have been plastered all over. Just like the the um, one of the cases we covered, Alex Holden, who went yep. missing and his dad was a judge and he was white. It was plastered all over the news for months exactly so um she was found uh, at wood Springs suites um which is a hotel i think it's off of uh, oh it's like a pretty um no i don't want to say popular but like well-known area of sacramento okay um like over like sisters heights or you know think, or um i read it fair oaks or uh, I will come to it. It is in the article somewhere. <laughs> but I cannot Fair find it. I recognize... Not only are we bad at math, we're geographically challenged. Yeah. Well, yes. Because, same, I, I also... <laughs> and I... Yeah. You know, like, I uh, don't live there, so... No. Yeah. Um. I will... I'll find it. Anyways. So... At the beginning, when they found her body, an investigator told her mom that they thought the death was accidental, but they would do the autopsy and they would learn more from the results. Um, there was a man that was with Taylor at this hotel who was the last person to see her alive. He was questioned by the police and released, but he was questioned in front of hotel staff. So to me, that sounds like he was not questioned at the police department. He was questioned at the hotel where they found yeah, her body. That. So that is weird. Um... Yeah, so the mom says, I haven't received any response from investigators, like, despite that she's reached out since April. And then, you know, she started spreading the word on social media and, you know, how it goes. So yeah. on July 2nd, she received a phone call um, that from the coroner and, like, police officials that the death was going to be investigated as a homicide because it was considered a suspicious death but it has not officially been ruled as a suicide. So essentially, they don't know, and they have not released huh. how she died. Her family does not know. I feel like that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what they could technically do is, like, deem the cause of death, like, um, undetermined, 
And so right. it kind of falls like – but it sounds like mm-hmm. what they are trying to do, which I will give credit for this, is that they are trying to do the due diligence here instead of just saying, I'm going to drop it in this pile because we don't know what's wrong. So we're right. going to investigate it as if something happened that was wrong. And, you know, like I think that that is – that's good. There just obviously needs to be more communication between Absolutely. them and, the, and her family. So um, – yeah, she said, the mom said that they are ex- expediting the autopsy because they need to wait for the autopsy report to be completed before they can continue the investigation. Hmm. Okay. So she's kind of said they're just like waiting until, yeah. Um, a Sacramento huh. City police spokeswoman said that um, Taylor was, I like, basically someone called about her death at 5.45 in the morning on February 28th, where the police responded to the hotel, which I found out where it is, is just north of Mack Road in South Sacramento. Uh, we figured it out, yes, kids. we figured. In South Sacramento. South Sacramento. So, um, officers were called to the hotel after firefighters found a dead woman in the room, and they later identified her as Taylor Blackwell. Um, there were homicide detectives and the coroner's office, like, present, and they did, and, like, crime scene investigators, and they did collect evidence. So, that is good. They, again... Right, like, they're trying. Yeah, they didn't just go, oh, yeah, you know? I feel like... right you know it's something so like there is some effort it's just not a lot yeah it could be more and I'm sure part of it is because things like they don't exactly know how she died um so I went to Reddit because there's really like a couple articles on this but they pretty much say the same thing um, you know, of course, Reddit sometimes has gold mines. So there, there wasn't a ton I found. Um, a user with a, it's just like a bunch of letters basically said that like <laughs> this area was like the motel's notorious for drug and like prostitution. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's just what this person is saying on Reddit. I will also link this like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the like subreddit. Yeah. Um, whatever. Like, I'll post the post. Yeah. What? I'm not okay. Anyways, I'll. No, I think I think the like, the subreddit is like the unsolved mysteries or unresolved mysteries. Like that whole thing is a subreddit, and then there's the posts under that. Yeah. So this one says it's like Reddit slash Sacramento. Okay, so that's that's the yeah that's subreddit. I believe. Okay. So, anyways, I will post that but um yeah this person said that and that like well they they posit that I mean the guy she was with it's not really determined what their relationship was but like I mean you can't you don't know I mean really until you know what the the cause of death was you just like can't really speculate so um they didn't name the man which that that's good because again you you don't know for sure um, so that's literally all the information that I could find. Um, but it's important because again, it happened in February and yeah, a lot of our listeners are from California and you might know something. So if you hang out around the South Sacramento area and you were around that hotel on February 28th of this year, you know, maybe you saw something that you don't think 
was special, but could be. So, you know, we can yeah, put the information for the SAC PD in the description as well. So, yep, that's all I have. That's all she wrote. Hopefully they can that's find some justice for her, whether or not it is, whether or not it was a murder or not. The family deserves to know so they can, like, a million percent, you know, so they can, yeah. you know, process and right and process the way that it needs to be processed so i just have to interrupt myself (laughs) Wes just brought me a burrito and you (laughs) look at harlow right now oh that bitch is trying so hard not to jump up and grab that you want to know what she's very well trained though you want to know what's even more funny she went to the vet yesterday and she had to get some like booster shots the vet calls me because my dad takes her because it the vet is, like, closer to my parents, so they, they took her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the vet calls, and she's like, so, Harlow's gained a little bit of weight since she was here last in January, because she goes pretty frequent to get allergy shots. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how much weight has she gained? They're like, she's, she's gained 10 pounds since January. I was like, what? Oh, my God. So they were like, well, I hate to say it, but I think we, you know, we need to start her on a diet. <laughs> Oh my god, poor baby. Yeah, so she was a little, like, a little overweight the last time she was there by five pounds, so yeah. essentially she needs to lose 15 pounds. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I guess the squishy's extra squishy. Yeah, she is extra squishier squishy. Than we <laughs> Sorry, honey, girl. <laughs> yeah, we all like food. It's okay. I get it. I feel it. I feel it in my soul. Yeah. Okay. Relatable as fuck. Seriously. I mean, like, <laughs> the last week of my pregnancy actually really like the last five days of my pregnancy I gained five pounds in five days so oh my god I was eating lots of ice cream because I was you know sad so that's fair (laughs) I was sad because I was still pregnant and I wanted to meet my baby (laughs) anyways but now she's out and she's almost a year old what the fuck I know I cannot believe so she learned to wave today and (gasps) my heart exploded in a thousand that's literally the cutest thing I've ever heard I know (laughs) I can't wait to see it I know okay anyways Your turn. Today's episode is also brought to you by Armstrong. Since its inception in California in 1966, Armstrong has been committed to the improvement, beautification, and preservation of Bay Area homes in commercial and institutional buildings. This has been achieved by employing an elsewhere vanishing work ethic, coupled with superior technical knowledge using only the highest quality materials and modern equipment. Perhaps most significant of all, Armstrong has maintained its position of leadership by adhering tenaciously to one of the most fundamental principles of all business transactions, listening and pleasing their customers. Whether it's painting, roofing, windows, or doors, you have the assurance and peace of mind knowing that your installation will be covered by one of the best warranties in America. Armstrong painting jobs carry a warranty of up to 15 years depending on service materials. Their replacement windows and doors carry up to a limited lifetime manufacturer's warranty. Equally generous warranties come with their roofing work, and Armstrong has been a business in California for over 50 years and will be there ready, willing to help if and when you need them. If you're located in the San Francisco Bay Area or beyond and are looking for a contractor for windows, painting, roof, or doors, you can contact Armstrong Installation Services at armstrong1234.com or give them a call at one 777 and a one two three four. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, of course, mine is a Reddit find. What else is new? Holla 
it's a Reddit, yes. a subreddit, it's a po- whatever you call it. Hey, cool kids, if you know what it's called, let us know, because, you know, like, we're trying to keep up with the times. Like I said, I think <laughs> I had it right, but also, like, I'm not that confident. I don't know. In that. There's a lot so, of technical terms these kids use these days. Yeah, like, and, like, I'll admit to being a nerd, but, like, I feel like that's, like, next level. It, it, yeah. Well, it's... And I'm sorry if I just, like, it, didn't at you. It's also kind people. of, like, a Gen Z thing, I feel like. Probably. So, you know. That's fine. I don't know. Anyways, hit yeah, us with your yeah, hit yeah. us with your facts. So, actually, what I was going to say, it was originally a Reddit find that turned into a Wikipedia. Oh, okay. We can, we're so double little, dosing right now. I'm, I'm double dosing. I, I can dig it. I'm doubling down. Okay. okay I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. So... Did I, I started with one of my loves and ended up at another. You know? They never fail. Just, they really don't. Just because the Wikipedia had a little bit more detail than the Reddit, it was the Reddit one was just a little, like a skim one, but I was like, oh, that's fucking interesting. Yeah, see, sometimes though, um, that's what Reddit's good for. It leads you, and then right. you find more anyways. Exactly, we can't give away all our secrets about how we do our research, but it's primarily no, through not. Reddit. <laughs> don't tell anyone. And, and it's a secret. Wikipedia. It's a secret! It's absolutely a secret. <laughs> um, not that we've definitely had episodes titled with Reddit before. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, again, not Spawn. Um, nope. At least not by Reddit. Not, nope. Um, but, but, you know, if you do want to pay us... Yeah. Are we having an we're ad? Not, not we're down. having an ad in this episode, right? Or is it yes. next episode? So, yes, we, we are sponsored by the ad that just played. Yes. <laughs> Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, because I forgot that I'm uh, popping this in. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun recording that. Did you really? I did. I'm glad. I was like, oh, I can hear my own voice, and I'm like listening to it back. I'm like, oh, I have an ad voice. I could do this for a living. You really do. I should. You know, actually, somebody at a party told me the other day that I have, like, <laughs> I have, like, a phone, like, sex voice. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Um, I think it was I Audrey. Anyways, I was like, maybe I should make an OnlyFans and just have my voice on there. Ooh, yeah, have everything just be voice memos. How much do you think I would make? I don't know. A lot. Probably you know, you can literally just make an OnlyFans and post feet pics. I learned this on TikTok. TikTok has a wealth of information. You don't even have to post nudies on OnlyFans. You can post literally pictures of your feet. No, um, I follow a gal on Twitter who posts workout videos on there. Huh? Does she make good yeah. money? Yes. I'm, in, uh, I'm here for it. Her at, I think, is like Liz Brody Fitness or Liz Brody. She's, first of all, she's just a hoot and a half to follow. Yeah. Um, I follow her on Instagram, too. But, yeah, on Twitter, she uh, advertises her OnlyFans, but it's mostly, wor- it's like all workouts and like bikini pics. Okay. I, supp- I stand it. I, I'm, I'm supportive. And I think I might even be exaggerating with the bikini pics. Like, she just works out in, like, shorts and, like, a right. tank top. And, like, shorts are going to sports bra. Listen. So she's appealing to all markets, really. I'm, like, here for that. I'm kind of, like, I need, I want to pay my car off and pay my student loans off. So mm-hmm. if I got to post some feet pic, I'll do it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I did think about it for a minute. I just think it's a little weird. Oh, same. And I need a pedicure. <laughs> oh, girl, same. But, th- like, it pays for that. It pays for itself. Yeah. It does. I mean... You just have to pay for the first couple until, like, you take off. Right. With my feet. I, and I my, definitely did my, a deep dive my voice. on how to do this. Did you? 
Well, I, I know that Zach said he was going to start. Okay. <laughs> Zach posted on his Instagram, and he was like, make sure you sub to my OnlyFans. And he was joking, and I was like, yeah, totally. And then he was like, do you know what that is? And I was like, no. <laughs> when he told me that, I almost <laughs> shit my pants. I was like, oh, that's really awkward, but I still support you. <laughs> hey, you know what? That just means you're a down-ass bitch. And <laughs> yeah. I try to be here for my homies. Hell yeah. I love that for you. Thanks. Love that I for love us. that for us. For real. Okay, anyways, tell me about your... That's going to be our next tattoo. Yes. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah. I love that for us. Um, lower back. <laughs> tramp stamp. We need to think of okay. a new name for a tramp. It's not, it should not be a tramp stamp. No, I don't like that either. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll come back next episode with a, okay. a vowel. Because for a guy, it's called a gentleman's trademark. Ew. Did you not know that? No, I have never heard that. It's called a gentleman. So why is it trampy for a girl and gentleman like for a guy? Questions, facts. Mm. Okay, anyways, I'm done. I have and a lot of energy. Rant for the day. I had too much coffee today. I can tell, but I'm into it. Yeah, I I had I'm it like here for it really late in the afternoon too. It was kind of a mistake. So I it's a lot of energy. It's fine. Anyways, I love that for us also. Thank you. Um, so, the Wikipedia page I'm reading off of, if you're interested in reading a little bit, you know, well, reading what I'm about to I read I like to, you. to read along. Okay, perfect. Okay. So, it is the Freeway Phantom. <gasps> I've heard of this. Okay. I had never. I uh, heard, uh, it was, um, I think they did an episode of it on Crime Junkie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, Do you listen to probably them? more well-researched. No. Listen. I listen to it as, like, my last resort podcast because her voice, like, kind of irritates me. Amazing. But, you know, it's still good content, so. Right. When I'm out of my other pods, I listen to theirs. That makes sense. And it's okay. It. You might not like our voice. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Okay. I'm sure mine is the most annoying thing in the entire world. It's not. And you're only here for Jess's phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, hit us. If that's the case, then fuck you. But anyways, (laughs) just kidding. No, y'all are cool. Hit us with Um, some knowledge. So, um, the Freeway Phantom is a media uh, epithet for... uh, Did I say that word correctly? Epithet. I don't... Epithet. Epithet? I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Basically, it's like a slang term or a a new Mm -hmm. name, whatever. We went to college. Yes. We're very well educated. I can definitely speak English. And math. Kinda. Is that even a question? And geography. <laughs> okay. All the things. All of it. We can do all of the all things. All of it. Okay. Anyways, um, for an unidentified serial killer who was active in Washington, D.C. from April of 1971 through September of 1972. Um, so there were six victims. Um, the first being Carol Denise Spinks on the evening of April 25th, 1971. 13-year-old Spinks from Southeast... Um, Again, this is in Washington, D.C. Um, was sent by an older sister to buy groceries at a 7-Eleven, located a half mile away from her home, just across the border in Maryland. On her way home from the store, Spinks was abducted. Uh, her body was found six days later at uh, 2.46 p.m. behind St. Elizabeth's Hospital on a grassy embankment next to the northbound lanes of I-295, about 1,500 feet south of Sweetland Parkway. Examination revealed she had been both physically and sexually assaulted and strangled, was dressed but missing her shoes, and had only been killed a few days previously. So awful. So fucking awful. Um, 
the next was Darlenia Denise Johnson on July 8th of 1971 um, Johnson who is 16 from uh, Congress Heights was abducted while en route to her summer, summer job at Oxen Hill Recreation Center one witness reported having seen Johnson in an old black car driven by an African American male shortly after her abduction 11 days later her body was located only 15 feet from where Springs had been found, even though police had been notified of the location of the corpse nearly a week earlier by an anonymous caller who had details on her kill- who had details only he- her killer would have known. By that time, Johnson's body, again dressed but without her shoes, was far too decomposed to determine the cause of death or if she had been sexually assaulted, but law enforcement was able to find evidence of strangulation. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Um, if that is not the def- definition of shitty police work, I'm not sure what is. Literally. Obviously, it was the guy who killed her mom. Right. Like, what the fuck? Didn't even just, like, look. Okay. Lazy police work. Um. The next was Brenda Faye Crockett. On July 27th of 1971, 10-year-old Crockett from Northwest failed to return home after being sent to the store by her mother. About two hours later, around 9.20 p.m., the Crockett's phone rang and was answered by her 7-year-old sister, who had waited home while her family searched the neighborhood. Crockett was on the other line crying. Quote, a white man picked me up and I'm headed home in a cab. End quote. Crockett told her sister, adding that she believed that she was in Virginia before abruptly saying bye and hanging up. Um, are these victims white or black? Or other? Oh, they're all black. Um, a short time later, the phone rang and, uh, this time was answered by the boyfriend of Crockett's mother. It was Crockett again, and she merely repeated what she had said in the last telephone call, adding, did my mother see me? And indicating that she was alone in the house with a white male. The boyfriend asked her to have the man come to the phone. Heavy footsteps were heard in the background, and Crockett said, I'll see you, and hung up. Authorities quickly concluded that Crockett likely called her home at the behest of the killer, who had fed her inaccurate information in order to buy the necessary time to perpetrate the crime and to hamper the investigation. At 5.50 a.m. the next day, a hitchhiker discovered Crockett's shoeless body in a conspicuous location on U.S. uh, Route 50 near the Baltimore-Washington Parkway in Prince Prince George's County, Maryland. She had been raped and strangled, and a scarf was knotted around her neck. Um, The next was uh, Nono Moshia Yates. Uh, I probably mispronounced that. I apologize. Um, 12-year-old Yates was walking home around 7 p.m. from a Safeway store um, in Northeast on October 1st of 1971 where she had been kidnapped when she was kidnapped, raped, and strangled. Her body was found within three hours of her abduction just off the shoulder of Pennsylvania Avenue in Prince George's County, Maryland. As with the other cases, her shoes were missing and unidentified green fibers were also found on her clothing. Um, a witness nearby saw her getting into a blue, blue Volkswagen, although... And although investigated, the lead led nowhere. Um, It was after this murder that the, quote, Freeway Phantom moniker was first used in the Daily News article describing the murders. Um, About a month and a half after was Brendan and Issa Woodward. After having dinner with a high school classmate on November 15th, Woodward, 18, from Baltimore, boarded a city bus around 1130 to return to her Maryland Avenue home. Approximately six hours later, a police officer discovered her body, which had been stabbed multiple times and strangled, in a grassy area near Prince George's County Hospital along an access ramp to Route 202 from the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. 
Unlike the other victims, she was still wearing her shoes and a coat had been placed over her chest. One of its pockets contained a note from the killer. Um, the note read, This is tantamount to my insensitivity to people, especially women. I'll admire the others when you catch me if you can. Freeway Phantom. Um, based on handwriting samples, authorities surmise that the note written on paper cut from the victim's school notebook had been dictated and written by Woodward. Um, they speculated that given the absence of in indica indications of dress in the writing, apart from the evidence of dysgraphia, she may have uh, she may have known her killer. That one really stands out to me. Because mm -hmm. of her age first. And yeah. she had shoes on because obviously the other victims are much younger, but the shoes seem to be a pretty big thing. I wonder if it was like a somebody. A copycat? Like, yeah, a copycat and then wanted to take from it. You know? Yeah, that one I'm I kind of I do believe might be. But um also Yeah, I, was like, I don't I don't know about the next one either. Um, so yeah, the next one and the last one is Diane Denise Williams. The Phantom's final victim was claimed almost a year later. Yeah, the fact that it's a year later kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and she's also older. Yeah. Um, on September 5th of 1972, a 17-year-old Balu High School senior, uh, Williams, cooked dinner for her family and then visited her boyfriend's house. She was last seen boarding a bus at 11.20 p.m. near his house. Um, a few hours later, her strangled body was discovered dumped along I-295 just south of the district line. As with the other victims, her shoes were missing, but no signs of sexual assault were found, although traces of semen assumed to be from her boyfriend were, were found. I wonder if the shoe thing was released um, to the public. I think it might have been. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's just, mm, it's weird. Um, so, um, the Freeway Phantom case has seen a myriad of investigators and garnered much interest over the years. Numerous investigative tips came to the general public by a telephone hotline operated by the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia, the MPDC. And information also came by way of mail. Um, gotta love the 70s, man. Uh, <laughs> now you can just send out 100 emails. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> It's great. Um, but also, like, the fucking dedication that people had. That's awesome. Right. To, like, send a whole ass letter. I mean, I guess that's all they knew, though, you know? So, I mean, I guess, that but probably seems still. Like a lot of effort, but to them, it was just like, oh, I have to write a letter. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Hmm. Mm. Anyways. I'm, I, you know, I'm buying what you're selling. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. All the leads were investigated to their logical conclusion. Some leads were easily proven not to be viable, while others required substantial investigation. The investigation was conducted by law enforcement, a law enforcement task force that included detectives from the MPDC Homicide and Sex Squads, investigators from Prince George County and Montgomery County, Maryland, Maryland State Police, and the FBI. Um, common practice at the time was that the case files at the MPDC Detective Divisions, Jesus, that's a mouthful, um, they were retained by the detectives assigned to the case. As a result, the Freeway Phantom case files are now incomplete. Some have been discarded entirely and others incomplete with pages or articles of evidence having been lost, along with their associated notes and all the primary or ta uh, task force investigators either having long retired or are deceased. With the current evidence and any information 
of the case when it happened, no leads produced sufficient evidence for prosecution. This case, which has been closed and opened a number of times over its history, is currently open as a cold case at the MPDC Homicide Division. A reward of $150,000 remains open as well. Um, so there have been um, a couple of suspects, but like that's wild. Like yeah. all that lost ev evidence. Um, it's hard to say. It just it looks like just some of it's missing, but mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of the sus suspects is uh, the Green Vega Rapists. Among the individuals considered suspects were members of a gang known as the Green Vega Rapists. Members of the gang were collectively responsible for numerous Washington, D.C. and surrounding Maryland vicinity rapes and abductions that occurred near the Washington Beltway. Local investigation and intimate knowledge of the M.O. of the Green Vega Gang brought them to the forefront. The Green Vega Gang members were individually interviewed by MPDC homicide detectives uh, Fickling, Irving, and Richardson at Lorton Prison in Virginia, where the gang members were serving sentences in conjunction with successful prosecutions of those crimes um, from the Superior Court of D.C. <clears throat> During the interviews, one gang member initially implicated another one who said uh, that he was involved and gave information to as one of the Beltway homicides. This particular inmate was also serving a sentence at Lorton Prison for the Green Vega convictions. The inmate being interviewed stipulated that he would provide information only if he could remain unidentified uh, which was agreed upon. He identified the man who gave him the information and the date and location of the crime and signature detail which was not provided to the public but which was owned only to the perpetrator and detectives. The information was correct. The inmate who provided the information said he was not involved in the homicide and provided an alibi which was found to be verifiable. During this time period an election was being held in Maryland and one of the candidates publicly announced to the press that a break had occurred in the uh, freeway phantom investigation and provided that an inmate at Lorton Prison had given information. After the announcement, the inmate who provided the information declined any further interviews and denied that he ever provided any information. What? <clears throat> what? <sighs> yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other set of suspects are Edward Sullivan and Tommy Simmons. Um, they're two ex-cops who were arrested for the murder of Angela Denise Barnes. Barnes, who was 14 at was at one point thought to be the victim of, of the serial killings as well. Authorities later determined that Barnes was not a victim of the Freeway Phantom and resumed their investigation on the murders. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of it. Um, but it's kind of wild. Yeah. So like, it's kind of hard to tell if you know the last two were really that person or if it was somebody else. Yes, I'm like looking. So the <clears throat> second victim, Darlenia, Darlene, mm -hmm. uh, she was only 16. So 16, 17, 18. If they mm -hmm. looked young enough. But then it's like weird. Because yeah, if you look at this poster that's on the Wikipedia site, three mm -hmm. of them are obviously little girls. And yeah. three of them are obviously in their teens. Older. So, mm -hmm. I mean. But also it's interesting that they said that they were being held by a white man because typically what I've learned from um, like mm -hmm. reading books by John Douglas, um, serial killers typically don't cross racial lines. I mean, sometimes they do, but normally they don't. And I wonder, like, right. that's a, just an interesting, like, I'm being held by a white man. And I'm wondering if the person who made her call 
was saying people say it's a white guy because it'll throw them off. Right. Because, like, so, yeah, it, it, it's oh, hard to tell. I feel like at that age you'd be more wary of somebody, like a white guy, coming mm-hmm. up and saying, oh, I'll give you a ride somewhere, or, like, come with me, or, like, whatever, than you would be of somebody who, you know, looks mm-hmm. more like you. Yeah. I mean, it unfortunately is, well, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, is one of those things where like with the Atlanta, yeah, for example, like I'm thinking of this because of the Atlanta child murders, and that's kind of what they yeah. were saying. Like, if a white guy was going around into these neighborhoods mm-hmm. saying, like, "Oh, I'll give you a couple bucks if you come do this for me," he would get noticed because they were getting noticed mm-hmm. as they're cruising these areas. Like, oh, there, what is this white guy doing around? But like, totally, a, a black person, it's not. I mean, it's not noticed because they blend in. Totally. So that's interesting, though. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. so sad. Like, I literally cannot imagine as a mom. No. Also, the seventies were such a different time because, at you know that age, I would never be allowed to walk to the store by myself. No, not at all. Tiny town. Yeah, no, I don't think I was allowed to do that until I was like a teenager. Yeah, same. Same, same. Anyways, wow. And even that, like a late teenager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess this is fun and fresh. I started with a new psychiatrist this week. Yay! Yeah, so that's exciting. Hopefully, so, um, hopefully, hopefully going to start going back to therapy. Yes. Yeah. I started therapy so that's exciting. Well. Nice. So. Um, so. <clears throat> um, that's good shit. So. Unsolved Mysteries dropped on Netflix. Yes, it did. I was reading an article saying, like, it doesn't work because it's different. Yeah. But I actually like it. No, I like it too. Like, I think it's very well done. Um, like, do I obviously miss yeah, the, original. Well, you know, the, what it is? It, I mean, it's very nostalgic and, yeah. I think it's you know, whatever. And, you know. It's not going to be the same no matter how you do it because um, the voice no. is different. The guy, like, I think yeah. passed away, right, or something. The original yeah. guy, so. But it's, I thought it was interesting. It wasn't that, like, that many episodes, but it was good. No. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm watched like two or three of them. But yeah, it's very very well done. Yeah. I um yeah, that's really all for me. There was something I was gonna say though, but now I can't remember what it is. Hmm. Was it about your earrings? <clears throat> well, I have made about eight sales in a week, so that's Woo! a week and a half. It's pretty good. I'm just like working my little fingers off trying to get some of these done because it's hard. Um, like to dedicate time with the baby because she's just like really, you know, a baby. Yeah. She just like wants so much attention. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. God, some people's kids. Gosh, dang. Um, no. So, um, that's fun. I'm just like you know, balancing, trying to work, make earrings in the evenings, mm-hmm. and then like spend time with the baby too. So, yeah. That's awesome. Hopefully, I'll think of the other thing I was gonna say because I can't think of it now. Hmm. Well, if you think of it um, in a few minutes, then we'll put it in the, ne- in the next episode. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks all for listening. Yes. We will catch you hopefully, tomorrow yeah. with another episode. But also, like, next week, hopefully, <laughs> we'll be back on, like, a normal, whatever. I don't know. Just, you get it when you nothing's get it. Nothing's normal anymore. Like it or not. Anyways. No, nothing's normal anymore. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. 
whatever. It's yeah, whatever. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. Good. Bye. Thanks.